Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Community Podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of November 28th, 2023. Y'all, Bobby Petrino's back in Arkansas. Woohoo! Is this a woohoo? Do we woohoo for this? For some, Someone is. Arkansas fans are sort of torn between, like, this is the last time we were good, and I also remember how that ended. This feels more like a like sad kazoo moment for me, personally. I wish I had a kazoo. It's, <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> it's more like... <laughs> be a slide whistle, that's what we need. Yes, yes, definitely. I, I don't have the instruments. The funniest thing about this was that I read, someone posted on Twitter, the rules that University of Arkansas has if you're fired for cause, which Bobby Petrino was, because he paid his lady friend, he got his lady friend a job, I believe, and... Is that what it was? I think I his lady libelous. friend already had a job, and she was like a grad assistant. Okay. And so the power dynamic there is kind of gross. And oh, then very also gross. they got in a motorcycle accident. He also there was also some money involved too, which I think was the was the more like fireable offense. I think that he was fired for cause though, and at the University of Arkansas, if you're fired for cause, you have to have the university president sign on to your hiring if you get rehired. <laughs> so. Someone had to go to the university president. Sam Pittman probably had to go to the university president and go, we want Bobby Petrino back in Arkansas. And somehow this isn't even the most morally gross hiring that a team has made this week. Isn't that weird? I'd, I'd bet that, you know, I think an offensive coordinator hiring that might be high profile enough that the university president would have to formally sign off on it anyway. I still can't imagine... Like, we're at a point now, I guess, far enough away removed from the original incident where someone walked into the president's office at Arkansas, any president, I don't know if it's the same president, doesn't matter, and went, we want Bobby Petrino back in Arkansas. And that that sentence is so buck-fucking-wild to me because of how that ended and the absolute misery that Arkansas football had been in ever since then. Like, it's impressive. Yeah, usually you only get back with someone you had a breakup with that bad on like a sitcom uh our friend Catherine mentioned that uh that said that she had never like what's an example for this and i went well you know napoleon did make a quick comeback after his first <laughs> exile before they <laughs> fucked they shipped him off to uh to st helena so this comparable congratulations comparable. on your hundred days arkansas yep that's that feels that's longer than he was at UNLV. Hmm. But yeah, 100 days feels about right before he does something. Uh, folks, I am pleased to inform you that there is a fairly lengthy section of Bobby Petrino's Wikipedia page entitled Motorcycle Incident. Oh, yeah, there is. That details the motorcycle incident in sufficient detail for those of us who don't remember all of them. So... Check that out if you need a, a recap before this season of Bobby Petrino at Arkansas. It's back. And yeah, better yeah. than ever. <laughs> if you ever happen to, if you subscribe to The Athletic, uh, this is not an ad, but uh, David uh, David Ubbin, um, I believe that's how you say his name, but he did uh, a deep dive on the Petrino thing. Uh, just a few, like when he came back to like A&M, he did it. And he just re-upped the, the piece. So that's kind of a, 
a little bit of a, a deep dive there. If you you have a subscription to The Athletic, it may be worth your time to read that one, too, along with the Wikipedia page. Well, as always, I'm Jordan. With me tonight, I've got Kamish, Pit Girl. Beth is currently uh, saving her voice for amazing things tomorrow. And we have Arthur on the ones and twos. Pit Girl, how are you? I am good. Happy Tuesday. Did Pit Basketball win tonight? No. They tried really hard, uh, but the shots were not fallen. Um, and and Ish, Ish Leggett did not have a great night, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, they did not hold up their end of the bargain in the ACC-SEC challenge. Ish, how are you, sir? I'm good. Uh, I, You know, for Halloween, I had the inflatable Bucky, like yeah. the Bucky vampire. So I was trying to, I was like, do I need to drive, you know, about an hour away from my house to go get the Christmas Bucky? Yeah, you do. And, and then, of course, like Jordan's like, yeah, you need to do that. Yep. Well, I decided not. Okay. Um, I, I went to a Walmart because one of my neighbors said that there was something there that would probably interest you. So I have a nine foot long alligator inflatable. That looks like it's eating presents in my front yard right now. So I am, I'm very thrilled with the inflatigator. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm thrilled. We've had uh, neighbors stop and just stare at the inflatable gator already. I love that um, moment. And it's, it's, it's great because, I mean, it's nine foot long. This is, this is not like your little, you know, snowman. Oh, no, I, I, like I, I have a little tiny, yeah, I've yeah. got like a little three foot tall, like tiny like dinosaur eating presents. No, 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 no. Yeah, this is, it, <laughs> and so like Amazon had it on sale for like 150. I was ridiculous. But then like the Walmart, not too far from us, had it for like 50 bucks. And I was like, sold. It's $10 cheaper than Bucky. Uh, and I don't have to drive an hour. Sold. So I, I purchased that and my kiddo's thrilled with it. He, he's, he's, he's happy. So, I mean. And I'm also, I'm hyped for it. I'm like, it gives me a little bit of taste of home here in San Antonio. I still have my Halloween Bucky up. (laughs) (laughs) Just put a Santa hat on him. No, I have the Santa one next to it. (laughs) So I have Nightmare Before Christmas Bucky. Exactly right. So you get the, you get the reference and they're flanking my pathway now like lions. It's beautiful. And (laughs) the joy people have when they walk by. If this is if this was like your castle. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, the two lions or something. These are two two, two beavers two. rampart. That would be on my charger. I'm I'm picturing there was a frat house at Pitt that had lions. Shady frat. First mm-hmm. thing I learned as a freshman was don't go to the frat house with the lions. There you go. But I'm picturing that, but not shady. Mm-hmm. That's very wholesome. I got two fucking giant beavers that are super happy out there. It's it's really it makes me very happy. I haven't put out any other Christmas decorations yet, except the beaver. I have more to put out, but That's the perfect. beaver's out there for sure. Oh yeah, I my Christmas good. decorations usually go up on Black Friday, but I was not home on Black Friday, so things will be going up on Saturday. There you go. Hey, I still haven't gotten around to doing any of mine, so you're good. It's still November, so you're still okay. Uh, it's an early no, Thanksgiving. I, it's fine. I won't have them up till like mid December. I, I've been doing this, I, I don't want to call this lazy, but I, I got two kids and, you know, I've been doing the piecemeal like decorations. Yep. Gotcha. Like I've been doing, so like I put up 
you know, I did like the two tree wraps. Um, you know, I got the inflatable alligators. I got all the inflatables up. I have like the lights over the garage up now. I have like some candy cane pathway lights. You're going, you know? you're going, all, you're going way out, man. But like, no, we have a lot of stuff. But I just have to put it. The hard part is is putting the stuff on, on the gutters. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the stuff is like I can do it without you know messing with a ladder or using that weird pole that you hang the clips on. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I just do it piece by piece. And so every time, you know, I just wonder what my neighbors think that drive by. Like, oh, he's got more lights now. <laughs> he's added another piece. We have someone in our neighborhood who is so into decorating for all holidays that they have permanent LED lights put up and they just change the colors and the patterns based on the occasion. And honestly, not a bad idea. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, honestly, like if I could, I, I'm going to look into the pricing on that because that seems way easier than the, the, what I do. Yeah. Similarly, there is, and I saw an infomercial for these, so they're becoming more popular, but there is a a neighbor in obnoxiously pit boyfriend's neighbor, fit parents' neighborhood mm-hmm. who has had one of those things that just project projects the twinkles onto your house. Yes. I love those before it got po- before it was a thing that infomercials had everywhere. I love, like, I think it's cool. I think they're pretty also a lot less work and a lot less likelihood for you to end up in the emergency room than hanging lights like Clark Griswold. Yep. Also less of a chance of blowing all your breakers doing it. Mm-hmm. The other college football news I want to open with is that Delaware is coming to FBS. That's an interesting move for them. I know that there had been a lot of like urge in the fan base to do this. I didn't think they would go to Conference USA, but that sort of feels like the only place they could have gone right now because there's really not a another conference in that area besides like the ACC, which I don't I don't think so. And then who else? The Big Ten? The Mac? Like that, it just seems. Now, interestingly enough, uh, I forget who put up the numbers, but Delaware's athletic department and university like faculty like numbers as a university are gonna be one of the biggest in the Pac in the uh, Pac 12, Jesus Christ, the uh Conference USA. Mm-hmm. Like their athletic department is very well funded. Oh yeah. Uh, their university's endowment is very large. I did not realize that. Delaware is a pretty big school actually. Um, yeah, I, I had no concept of this. I think this is a thing that people outside the Northeast don't realize, but like lots and lots of kids. I, I mean, I'm not even from the Philly burbs and I knew several kids who went to Delaware. Lots of kids from the Philly burbs go to Delaware. It is sort of like how a lot of kids from New Jersey go to West Virginia, except okay. not at all like that. Um, but yes, much larger than you would expect for a school in such a small state. But also congratulations to Delaware on being Pennsylvania's fourth FBS team. I was this is what I was going to say is that we do count this as a yes as a Pennsylvania school. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be honest, right? I feel like if you ask people not from the Northeast about like, what are the colleges in the Northeast? Like, I feel like most people outside of this region would have no idea at all about, you know, where a lot of kids go, where a lot of stuff happens, because it's not super connected to athletics in a way that like it is in other places. Right. Right. Like, right. right. And in, you know, and like the SEC country, you know, what are the big schools because they're the ones that have the big football teams. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case in the Northeast. And, you know, there's probably some interesting historical reasons that we're not going to get to tonight. But um it's uh 
Yeah, I, I would I would say that, you know, up, up here, it's kind of a black box of stuff. I mean, compared to the rest I, of the country, I would definitely with my experience and with my friends in the Northeast, if you ask me what public schools kids went to in the Northeast, I would actually have no concept like like that. That would just be a giant like, I don't know to me because everyone I know up there like went to prep school. So they went to the Ivies or the privates. They went to Johns Hopkins. They went to Tufts. Like those are the ones that I know of. Not like UMass Dartmouth, which a lot of people go to. Mm-hmm. I just, it's just not in my sphere of knowledge. Yeah. I mean, there are just a lot more small private schools here than in other parts of the country, but also small state schools. Beth and I have talked about um, the Pashi system at length right, yes. previously. Um but like the state schools in PA aren't the ones that you think of. And lots and lots of kids go to schools like Millersville and Slippery Rock and Kutztown and Shippensburg and all the other Pashi schools uh, rather than the flagship schools. So that's another layer of this, at least in Pennsylvania, which is one of the larger states in the Northeast. So well, then there, then there's the whole I mean, many, system too. It's very similar. Right. And, and, and like how many private schools are like in, you know, Minnesota and that whole area too. Like the same mm-hmm. thing. Like Minnesota doesn't have a giant, I'm going to say this and someone's going to yell at me, but like Minnesota, for example, doesn't have a giant, like their system isn't huge. Public school system is huge, but they have like a bunch of private schools. Whereas Wisconsin has like a bunch of different campuses for University of Wisconsin like that. Anyways, so I, I'm excited to see Delaware move up. This is going to be a, next year will be a transition year for them because they're not going to, uh, People always get confused by this when people schools go up. They go, well, why aren't these schools getting bounced out of the NCAA basketball tournament too? Well, they're not changing divisions. They're all D1. You have to, like, in our brains, we think of them as changing divisions, but they're really not. They're still mm-hmm. D1. They're just changing conferences as far as basketball is concerned and other sports are concerned. It's only FCS to FBS in football that there actually is a delineation there. So they'll be, they won't be eligible for the playoffs next year for. Uh, FCS, which means that this is their last chance to win an FCS championship. They've won one before, I believe. Gotta check that now. Delaware football. I think so. I think Homefield had a c- collection for them. Uh, yes, they have six national titles claimed. Uh, five D two and one uh, uh FCS. FCS two thousand three. Yeah. So yeah, that's. I'm really excited for them. I know a lot of folks at Delaware were very excited about this. The fan base seems to be like very gung-ho about this. So congrats, Blue Hens. Welcome to a conference that has also Gamecocks. And there are other birds in there too, aren't there? Oh, there were other birds. Big Red's a bird, technically. Sure, why not? <laughs> I did throw together a map of conference, like a driving map of Conference USA as one route. And it did look like an absolute hellscape of tickets to ride cards. <laughs> like it looked like the worst fucking draw for tickets to ride. I can imagine. Have you ever played tickets to ride? No. It's oh, a ticket to ride's great. It, it's like a very like intro European board game. It's basically about laying trains across the country and creating. Okay. It's a lot of fun. You'd enjoy this. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that that'll be interesting. Yeah. I, I, I just looked up when you were talking about like how many kids go to like Delaware, like it's a big school. And I was like, okay, so I looked at the enrollment. It's like 19,000. Like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Off the top of my head, I think when I went to like ULM, it was like maybe 10,000. Mm-hmm. It's probably about eight or nine right now. Enrollment. It's, it's that That's a really big 
FCS school, they're probably going to get out of that giant cluster in the CAA. That, so that's, which, that's been, which I, is, I'm surprised the CAA hasn't announced we're getting four more schools because that's what we do. The CAA, they, the CAA acts like me when like I get depressed. If I lose something. I'm just going to eat more food. I want more teams. Well, there's there's like a conference that, that is slowly dying, which it, it, I think uh, Robert Morris may have dealt it uh, its final blow today by going to the NEC. Uh, so Bobby Moe is in, well, in the NEC. So I don't I don't just, know just in football, right? Just, so Rob, Robert Robert Morris is interesting because they left the they were in all like the NEC in everything. Yeah, and they left the NEC uh, a couple years ago, right? Which, you know, their basketball team has gotten better. They made a lot of investments there and, you know, they moved up to, you know, a, a higher profile league for that. Um, I think they're in the Horizon League now for those sports. But the NEC is not doing so great. And in fact, the big thing with Robert Morris moving to the Horizon League was they had to find somewhere for football and now the NEC is desperate enough that they're letting Robert Morris put their football program back in NEC for football. That's that's the, yeah. Go ahead. The, the FCS conference shuffle is, is is a lot more interesting than I think the FBS thing. I agree uh, because there is some crazy realignment that's happening, and it's just something that. I mean, really, that's Matt Brown extra points wheelhouse right there. Like the the crazy like Division Two FCS realignments because it's, I mean, you had two conferences that were aligned just to try to get an automatic bid for the FCS playoffs. You had the the WAC, and I uh, forgot what the other one, but they formed the UAC. But and then an, you had, and also, yeah, yeah, the, and then you had the Big South Ohio Valley Conference Alliance, uh, which which is. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem stable on the FCS level right now. Uh, there are some conferences that are very stable, like the Big Sky, uh, the uh, Missouri Valley Football Conference. There's there's others that are just, you know, again, there's a lot of shuffling going around. Uh, it, it's, I don't know. It, it's very weird and, and interesting uh, to, to read some stuff about that because it's it's not necessarily like, oh, you know, you know, so-and-so is now in the big 12, like whatever, but no, you have like a school that's in San Diego in the pioneer football league, uh, <laughs> you know, like and also, and also remember yeah. though, that, that in, in the CAA, their football conference is separate than their actual conference. It's a separate legal entity, just like the Missouri Valley and the Missouri Valley football conference are Ooh. two separate legal entities. Yeah. So, so are they. So we have teams who are like in America East and the A-10, yep. who, like, like Rhode Island and Richmond, who play football in the CAA. Mm-hmm. There was a big, there's a big merger a while ago. The CAA is getting, like we've said this, we said this last week, I think. The CAA is getting unwieldy as fuck. Because <laughs> they're adding teams to the point now where, again, I think three of their teams went to the playoffs and only two of them had played. Stuff like that, where we're getting like those really large things, large conferences that are going to have this problem more often more often well it's also we were talking about robert morris um and i briefly went down a rabbit hole because um as i have mentioned on the show previously my parents are rit alumni um and that's hockey school and robert morris was in atlantic was and is in atlantic hockey with them but i forgot about this robert morris hockey got uab'd for a hot second did it really 
Yeah. And wow. I knew this and was mad about it and then forgot. On May 6, 2021, May 26, 2021, RMU announced it was cutting hockey and then it was reinstated in December and is coming back this season. So that's a thing. But yeah, the uh, it, Atlantic hockey is wild because it's a bunch of schools in the Northeast and Air Force. Oh, yeah, but, hockey conferences. Oh, that's get, a whole other like, weirder than yeah. Uh, because there's just certain parts of the country, you know, that you want to play hockey, you you know, get ready to travel. Basically, uh, just just so we're clear, this is an ECAC podcast. Mm. Fuck hockey East mm. and fuck uh fuck what, what was yours? Atlantic hockey, whatever Atlantic it's called. Hockey. Doesn't matter. Fuck Atlantic hockey too. Uh, we are an ECAC podcast. Jordan uh, just to correct hates you. the troops. This I is just, just, in Jordan hates the troops. I just to correct both, you, the CAA. Both Army and, the Air For- and Air Force are in Atlantic hockey. The CAA got four teams in the FCS. Uh, oh, sorry. So that was Villanova, Albany, Richmond, and Delaware. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're, they're all actually, still alive. They are. Yep. So the coaching carousel has spun. We- and bodies have flown off. Yes. How fast is the carousel spinning? I'm uh, now Very now good. I'm imagining a, a coaching carousel like those Taiwanese news animations. Yep. Do you guys do you guys remember those? I do. Oh, so good. Just coaches flying off the carousel. I they've probably done one that actually has a coaching carousel. But commission what, what is that what is that like spinning thing at the playground? Like it's that metal thing that's on the ground and you oh, just like you yeah, run that's a merry go round. It's, yeah. it's just called a merry-go-round. No, it's okay. not. A merry-go-round is the thing with horses. Mm. A merry-go-round and a carousel. No, that's a, that's carousel. a carousel. A merry-go-round and a carousel are the same thing. Mm. Is this a regionalism? Are we doing a regionalism yet again? Okay. We might be so doing I'm looking at the Wikipedia. The Wikipedia calls it a roundabout. No, that's bull. No, I, you drive no, on a those. A roundabout is a thing you drive around. And then it's a, and then the picture they used is the file says merry-go-round. Oh, Roundabout British English, merry-go-round American English, or carousel Australian English is the playground equipment we're talking about. Okay, I, I don't have a word for this thing. <laughs> Time for us all to take the New York Times dialect quiz again. Yes, I was just saying I don't have a word for this. <laughs> I've always thought merry-go-round was on a playground, and like carousel was the thing with the horses that's like mechanical and and everything. I actually worked on one of those um, at, at Kennywood. And the actual carousel there is called the merry-go-round. Like that's the name of the ride. Yes. But I, I never. Still, after working there for three years, I do not associate merry-go-round Hold with I'm gonna, that. I'm I associate gonna, it with. I'm going to tweet our follow. I'm going to tweet out. What do you call this thing? Hold up. Yeah, just go ahead and do that. And like, <laughs> I was like merry-go-round Please carousel. Reply urgently. We're because this this is the podcast and having a regionalism. Okay, no, this is what I think the coaching carousel is when you like said bodies were flying off of it. That's what I thought because bodies would fly off of that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm sure that's, I've flown off of it many many that, times. That's that's what it feels like. Yeah, because it started up a little slow, but then when it got to speed, oh lord, it was there was there was some torque on that bad boy. Like people were oh, flying. Yes. Kamish, I want you to tell me about the ULM couch because this is maybe my funniest thing. Uh, Pickerel, did you see the couch? I did see the couch. Yeah, it's also in the, the show notes. Okay, I've got oh, there. It is. I, I put it in the show notes because I, I had to change it. I had to like convert the picture to get the picture to show. And 
show notes because they're like Google Docs was like, no, you can't have this image format here. But this is the the athletic director, uh, the new athletic director who took over in in January for for ULM when uh, he came from Utah State, and so he's having a press conference and. There's a good amount of reporters, let's say maybe about 10, 15, maybe 20 reporters there that we can see in this picture. And there's just just giant, like, U-shaped couch, like, you know, maroon to match the ULM colors. Uh, and and all the reporters are standing behind the couch. Like, nobody, nobody decided to sit on the couch. Now, this is like a weird setup, so I don't necessarily know if they do press conferences here all the time. But... Like the couch is like really close to where the podium would be. It, the so spacing of this room makes me feel anxious. Like it's, it's it's weird. So I don't know if this is like maybe like the like where the backdrop they have this uh, ULM thing and Sunbelt and like sponsored by the the hospital or whatever. There's a giant TV behind there, and like the players hang out on this couch and watch like movies or whatever uh, in the football lounge. I don't know. I don't know where this thing is. So I was. Could you watch? Could you watch Polar Express here? I think you could. Uh, I, I this, mean, this it looks like this looks like a play. Like what this looks like to me is something that one of like the sketchy. How, how do I describe this place? Like we had these uh, coed frats that were known for being very. Um, there was lots of brotherly and sisterly love in the houses. Let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> And it looks like the couches they had there where they'd have movie night and oh, things no. got weird. Do not things sit got, on that couch. Things Do got not. so weird in there. There would be like 20 people in those rooms and things would get so weird. Anyways, it looks like those kinds of couches. It looks like everyone would plop down to watch, you know, I don't know what the fuck, like old school on that couch. But then everyone's just standing behind it like... The yeah, couch is too close. It. it feels like if you were to sit on the couch, you would be kind of too close. Uh, and then there's like some cameras there. You don't want your like your head in the camera shot. But it's just a weird image to put out there that he's doing the press conference. And I, I know we 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 you know ULM let go. Uh, you know Terry. You know you go four and eight, four and eight, two and ten. Uh, yeah, uh, you lose your last ten and go zero and eight in conference. Uh, I mean, there was a couple of heartbreaking losses. You know, you lost by one to App State on a walk-off field goal. Um, you, you lost by one to Texas State, which I got to see in person. So that, that felt good. It's tough. And, I mean, they, they asked the question, which, you know, everybody's like, why doesn't ULM go drop to FCS? I'm like, we can't. They can't. They no. can't do it. And there's no option to do that. They asked uh, him that. Someone asked him that. Yeah. And and that's the commitment. Like when he got hired, it's just like, no, we are staying FBS no matter what. And I mean, ULM is is probably one of the, if not the, uh, smallest budget for FBS athletics in the country. And a lot of FCS programs, probably Delaware, uh, has a bigger budget. I would actually, I guarantee that. I, has a bigger budget for athletics than, you know, ULM does. It, it's a it's North Louisiana. It's not necessarily near too big of any cities. I mean, really with the drive to from New Orleans or Baton Rouge, you're looking at about three, four, maybe five hours. There's not a direct route. Three hours from Little Rock. 
four from Memphis, uh, or maybe five from Memphis, like two from Jackson, Mississippi, one and a half, Shreveport. There's really not anything like a giant city uh, in the area. So, yeah, it, it's it's a tough place to, yeah. to win. It's very difficult. They've only ever made one bowl game in their history. Uh, it's you have to play these brutal buy games every single year. Like you have to do go get beat up by an sec team mm-hmm. or a big 12 team every year to just basically keep your athletic department going. But I mean, a lot of these Sunbelt programs do the same thing and, but they're better built to win in conference. So, so this is why I'm going to announce that we're going to start doing a, a, a collective here, the sick committee collective for ULM. Love it. Uh, we're gonna get it. Jordan. We're, we're gonna get Jordan to make a ULM mentioned sticker, uh, and in proceeds from that, like a, a portion of the profits, whenever we figure out the tax implications, which could take a while, uh, we'll go to help you know create an NIL collective. No, I'm just joking. They're actually finally creating a collective at ULM now. The fact uh, that they didn't have one to yeah. this point tells you how far behind they were. Yes. And I, oh my god. Yeah. So so. I, I really just my my thoughts with this job. Yeah, go for it. Give me a coach that is around my age. Give me somebody, uh, you know, I'm old. They're late sixties, yeah. Coach, coach wise, give me somebody that that has um, an ability to recruit. Uh, you're gonna have to recruit JUCO. You're gonna have to recruit. I mean, the Louisiana area, that area where they're at, mm-hmm. there's talent everywhere. Uh, but anybody that's good is going to LSU or Bama uh, or, or like Ole Miss or something because, I mean, they're right there too. So give me give me somebody that can recruit. Give me somebody around my age and then somebody that can take – make something out of nothing, really, um, because that's what it is there. It's, it's a very difficult job. It is – I mean, the thing with New Mexico State, uh, what they did, what they've been able to do, yeah, I mean, shows that if you could put some sort of emphasis and get some funding going, which I feel like this new AD is doing, yeah, and like and not taking any crap, which I know this is really heavy ULM stuff here, but you know, really, it's I I think they can get it in the right direction. I finally feel I uh, feel that. The administration realizes it. The AD realizes it. And like 12 out of 14 teams in the Sun Belt are going bowling. Mm. Yeah. And my sister, the Southern Miss alumnus, uh, and myself are the only two teams essentially that are not going bowling. Uh, So it, it does put a big emphasis when you see the rest of the conference just getting to six and six. But, but here's what the difference is. Yeah. I have faith that Southern Miss will go to a bowl next year. Yeah. I'm pretty convinced that they're on the turnaround. I cannot say the same for ULM. No. I mean, Southern Miss just went to a bowl game last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, they have the buy-in, but I feel like I kind of, I kind of feel it now. I feel the urgency. Okay. Uh, I haven't felt it before. Like even after like the magical 2012 season, it was great, but not anything sustained. So I kind of feel it. Um, I don't know what to expect. I don't know who uh, who they will hire. I again, I hope somebody uh, lively. I hope somebody that can 
do some social media. I hope somebody that could do something that that's got a good track record. I mean, really, just give me, give me something fun, ULM. I, I, I think I think more specifically, what like me, who's an interested ULM fan, I consider myself that. That I want you guys to have a fun, relevant team. And so, what do I want from that? I would like to find either a young coordinator or a young head coach in FCS or even D2. Just put money on someone new and young and don't try to get an aging coach to come and try to patch this in. Yeah. There's no reason why Sunbelt schools can't be like the SEC equivalent of the Mac, right? In terms of region. It kind of feels like they they are now, but it's just like ULM is not there. Yeah, uh, I guess I guess in this analogy that um, ULM, ULM is Kent is, State is Kent State. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's, so, that's the exact yeah. analogy. Except except Kent State had Sean Lewis. They, mm-hmm. they they won a bowl game. They 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 had the coach. They need to mm-hmm. do something like that. Um, they need to find. Uh, by the by like the way, that. Kamesh, uh, the answer is that is a merry-go-round. The thing on the parks, America round, the thing at the amusement park is a carousel. And I am uh, wrong, fucking wrong, completely wrong. What the fuck? False, erroneous, wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will say in your defense that friend of the show, Catherine of The Athletic, and also of the same Jeopardy teen tournament as me, uh, is from Louisiana. And she answered this question the same way that you did. So I think that there is some regionalism going on here. Okay. Oh, there's so always she, a regionalism. She called it a carousel also or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I just like when I, when I think of carousel, I think of the giant old one in city park. Gotcha. Uh, like I didn't know what the call, like it's, it, I guess it's a merry-go-round, but I mean, it's just, I didn't, the name slipping from me cause I'm old. Uh, not, not as old as a good coach. I want to, Give me a coach that's in his 40s, like low 40s, please. Or maybe in the 30s. Do it, ULM. Yep. Go. And give me a funky offense. Give me something weird. Mm-hmm. Give me like a gimmick. There's there's nothing. There's not been anything there. Like, I mean, in 2012, you, you say, we had. You, you say you want a gimmick, but then that dude lasted at Presbyterian for one year. <laughs> Not before the no the, punt before thing. they ran no, his pass out. You know I what? Want, give him another chance. Give me, give me like an identity uh, offensively. Let, give me, give me something that's a little Never bit. Never punting unique. is an identity. Okay, fine. Do it. Fine. I don't care. Never punt. And, at this point, it couldn't, it couldn't go worse. No, what? It can, yeah, it can't be worse. It can't go worse. Uh, the other openings that are the schools that we enjoy, let's say, let's talk about those. Dana Dimmel is out at UTEP, which. That, that felt like it was coming for quite a while. It, you know, like they had the Bull Brown Express in 2021. That was the that. High, that was the high point, man. Like that that was, and, and, the, Bo- and the Boise State and the Boise State win last year. Yeah, so like they almost did it two years in a row that they made a bowl two years in a row, and then this year it just feels like they're on their fourth string quarterback. It just it's just like there's no way that you can get around it. And you were already kinda on the hot seat when you had the Bull Brown Express season. So it was just a matter of time. And well, and then and then your neighbor New Mexico your neighbor, fires Danny uh got, Danny got, what's his name? Uh, Gonzalez, New Mexico fires Danny Gonzalez, yes. No, no, I'm talking about your neighbor's ten and three. Oh, I was going to say, no, no, that's, that's what fucked both of those schools up. Yes, I think yes. Danny Gonzalez and Danny Dimble survive if New Mexico state is still bad, <laughs> but maybe 
New Mexico State going <laughs> ten and three or ten and two right now. Maybe, maybe, maybe ten eleven three. ten three. Maybe eleven win New Mexico. Maybe twelve win New Mexico State. Like yes. that's well. To be to be fair, New Mexico State got to play Auburn. So uh, yeah, cupcake. <laughs> yeah, not everyone can score cupcakes cupcakes like that. True. Uh, also, in this whole range of schools that are fascinating to us, they fired Rick Stockstill. Like, Dude, I, I, I didn't think I this would still, happen. I didn't I know that shocked. was allowed. I didn't know either. He's been there for 18 years. It's like, it's like Kirk, it, like, it's legitimately like Kirk Ferentz getting fired. Like, wh- what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I, this is, the, that, he had the, he had the kind of contract where you, like, you got an extra year for going. Six, seven and six wins. Seven, yeah, like, five, yeah, seven I, wins. He adds another year, and so they paid five million to get rid of him. That that's a lot, lot of money. Oh, I didn't man. know that. I didn't know that. That's Are right. You... you just spit out your water. I know. So I had that again. I didn't. I didn't really put too much in the show notes, but I'm glad. That's so good. Really, five mil to get rid of him. That is because, so because much money he, for a school like Mitsu. I mean, they look LSU. Like, funded, shots are you going to sell? No, 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 LSU. Went in the College World Series, funded the Jello Shot buyout from Rick Stockstill. <laughs> LSU purchasing sixty eight thousand Jello shots helped Middle Tennessee because that's who invented the Jello shot machine. That's what we were saying. Right. We don't someone, in sure. Murphy, someone in Murphy. Someone in Murfreesboro is a booster yeah. for the Blue Raiders. Use that money, the Jello shots, and to help pay Rick Stockstill's buyout. That Jello shot buyout money. <laughs> You want to talk about an opening that I feel like, okay. Do you remember who the first, who the first firing was of the COVID season? Like the, or maybe the first big one, the one that made me think like, oh, we're actually going to count this season versus my original idea was just like, oh, whatever happens there, it happens. Who the fuck cares? Do you remember? What was it, was it, wasn't it Will Muschamp it was, in South Carolina? It was Will Muschamp in South Carolina. And then a whole bunch of people got like, crazy bonuses or firings based off this weird ass season. I mean, remember Michigan won two games that season out of like, <laughs> four, out of like five or whatever. They they were our sickos national champion for 2020. Uh, right. We did not, we, we did not have a Twitter account at that time, but internally in the discord, if you join, it's in there somewhere in the history. And like a uh, friendly reminder that Penn state started that season. Oh, and five. Yes. That's true. Like, like people pretend like that season actually counted. And one of the things they did was, I mean, bless nine win Deanna, but like they gave Tom, uh, 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 Tom Allen an extension. Mm-hmm. They extended his ass based on a weird season. Like a, and not just like a normal, like we're going to add a year because recruits, like they gave him like a fat extension. Yes. And yeah. now it's coming to roost. That's funny. I, I realized, uh, you know, South Carolina fired their coach in the 2020 year and, and so did ULM. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're back here again back here again baby well, i mean to be to, to be fair to to indiana they they gave that extension after the covid season but the year before indiana had won eight games mm-hmm. so it wasn't like it wasn't really like at least it didn't seem at the time like it was you know a pure flash in the pan right it was two years line go up yeah. 2019 2020 that's a trend and and yeah and I mean, if you look at actually, Tom, I'm looking at 
the uh, Indiana football school history. Yeah. And why don't do that? Yeah. So Tom Allen, he came in, he went five and seven, five and seven, then eight and five. And then he went six and two in the COVID year. Right. Yeah. And he hasn't even gotten back. The Indiana hasn't even gotten back to five wins since then. Um, They were preseason number 17 in the AP poll in 2021. And they went two and 10. Who? It, it hasn't been that bad since then. Uh, they went four and eight and then three and nine this year. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's a weird place to be because if you're Indiana and you can maybe get a coach that makes your team good, like that's that's rare. I mean, like you look his eight wins. Oh, if it's, you go back, oh, yeah, it's if you go back before that. Right. Like how how long how far back do you have to go? To get I, to I don't even remember when we did. Eight, I don't remember. The, I don't remember the season we did for best season of all time for Indiana. It was way back, 1945, something like that. Yeah, you had to go back yeah. to and we're again. World War Who's II. World War II. Uh, don't let anyone tell you this. Like people will argue for these teams. World War II and World War One teams are basically like COVID year teams. You have to take those with a giant grain of salt because schools with teams were like making shit up at that point. I mean, I I would imagine that something called a World War would be disruptive to college football i I've, i'm looking at the the indiana school history now the previous time they won eight games they went eight and four in 1993 so like i get when you feel like you've caught a coach that can win eight games at indiana like yeah lock him up the problem is that he just didn't keep winning after those two years and you know some players may have transferred out one in particular but say but, uh, uh who uh, who was who was there those couple of years that went so, so well so so look 2019 the offensive coordinator for indiana was kaylin DeBoer, mm, who yeah. is the head coach of washington, washington. yep there you uh, go the defensive coordinator is kane womack he was there oh, in 2019 yeah. and 2020 now the head coach of south alabama mm-hmm. so this and, and, then, and be- then a for the folks that don't know who, because they came to college football after this, that was also where Michael Penix Jr. came from. Yes. Although he's from Tampa originally. Who now? Yeah. So the the uh, in 2020, uh, 2021, so you're out. DeBoer's gone. Uh, Womack's gone. Now you have a defensive coordinator uh, who is now the co-defensive coordinator at UNC, an offensive coordinator uh, who is now a tight end coach for the Washington Huskies. Uh, and you go two and ten, right? Yeah. Uh, then uh, your defensive, co- uh, your co-offensive coordinator in twenty twenty two, you have Walt Bell, the former UMass coach. Yeah, yeah. And then you have um, you have a uh, an offensive coordinator by the name of Adam Henry. Um, he he is now a wide receiver co- wide receivers coach of the Bills. So this feels like what happened to uh, on a, on a smaller scale. What happened to uh, Will Healy at Charlotte? Um, yeah, basically you couldn't afford to keep the assistants around the good assistants around and you lose those pieces because look, Kalen DeBoer is undefeated, uh, right now with, with Washington and, and South Alabama had a 10 win season last year. Uh, I believe they're, I don't know if they're six and six or seven and five. They're, They're in a bowl game with the Sun Belt, but, uh, you know, really you lose those coordinators and that's, that's you find those two years and he hadn't, he wasn't able to replace those coordinators with people like that. And 
you know, basically that was kind of his downfall. Really, I don't I don't want to blame Tom Allen for that. No, but no. like your your coordinators, your awesome coordinators go to amazing jobs, um, and do well the, there, and yeah, do I well. Did I think DeBoer went to like uh, somewhere before Washington? Fres- right? He went to Fresno, Fresno. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think we all know that Indiana does not invest in football in the way that other Big Ten schools do. Uh, it does seem, based off of what I have seen on on Twitter today, that that may be changing and that they are going to be putting together like $3 million a year in NIL money. So to go along with whoever they hire to replace Tom Allen. So, you know, that's something. I, I'm, I'm interested to see because we've talked before about the whole realignment thing. There are these legacy programs that just get to live in the big 10 forever. Cause they've been there for a hundred years and like Indiana can just sit there and go like, Oh, we're in Indiana. Like Vanderbilt still gets to be in the sec and collect the paycheck for now. I don't That's see that sticking right, forever right there for now. We'll see how that goes. Uh, other interesting head coach openings, Boise state fired their coach. Duke lost Mike Elko to Texas A&M and Houston got rid of Dana Holgerson. Two, we lost two Danas. There are not many men named Dana left in this country. And, and two of we them lost... are coaching college football. No, they, they're not anymore. Were coaching college we're coaching, football. Yes. They're, they're going to find another job. They're, oh, yeah. I'm, 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 joking. I, I'm joking. Dana, Dana, Dana will either retire or do whatever. And Dana Holgerson is going to find another job because he's got to support them. Yeah, the, his, bla- be... his blackjack habit. Yeah. I, I feel like so, I, I made the, media... the joke about Dana being from Iowa. And people are like, I like this is just a joke. I was like, Dana Dimmel. And they're like, and the, and the people in the mentions, no, it's not a joke. He's from Iowa. <laughs> like, you, you know, Dana, there is also an offensive coordinator opening in Pittsburgh, and the casino is right there. That would be a lot of fun. And Narduzzi hey, I mean, would hate Narduzzi would hate him too. Dana Cut. They, they stopped they stopped letting you park at the casino for pit games, though. Sure. Mm. You couldn't tell. Not if you're the offensive anyway. coordinator. Not if you're the offensive coordinator. Dana, you come to ULM. Come to ULM, Dana. Enjoy that. Vicksburg is is about an hour drive away. Uh, there's river. There's like four riverboats right on the Mississippi. And Dana, Dim, you know, Dana, just not Dana Dimmel. Dana, no, no, Dana, Dana. Augustine. Both Danas. Bring them both. Come on. Uh, come on down the the fun row. The <laughs> the idea of, of I mean, the meanest thing someone said is Houston should have just kept Major Applewhite. Because they were paying him less for the same results. Whoo! That that is the most damning thing I heard. Like that is just oh god, yeah, that was bad. Uh, but the so the jobs that did get locked down, we've had Michigan State hired Oregon's Jonathan Smith, Mississippi State hired uh, Oklahoma's OC Jeff Levy, Northwestern locked down David Braun, Oregon State just tonight promoted from in, inside they up uh, they promoted their dc trent bray or brent trey i'm gonna fuck that up so many times san diego state with my favorite hire oh this is a picks good up, hire picks up colorado's oc sean lewis who was formerly at kent state and will at least make san diego state football watchable i i i have talked to san diego state fans and they have basically said what what i feel but that seat program needs to be scoring 60 points a game it doesn't matter if they lose by 10 but give me, like, give me the days of San Diego State with Marshall Falk. We're not going right. to get that. But like, no, no, no. no. But that's really they were scoring. They were scoring points that yes. much. Just, that, I'm not saying what, they're they're not going to recruit. But that's what I want. Right? Mar- like, 
Like, like you, you have this beautiful <laughs> this new stadium. Uh, you have a beautiful new stadium. It's San Diego. You don't like who the fuck thought that winning game six to nine is going to like be what people want to see out there. It's San Diego. It's beautiful out all the time. They'll do something else. You got to make it watchable guys. Uh, Syracuse picks up Georgia's defensive coordinator, Fran Brown, which is also a very good hire. And then of course, Texas A&M grabs Mike Elko out of Duke after I, I meant to make, I meant to make a joke with the last podcast and I forgot to at the very end, but this was after it was, was Mark Stoops. Like he was approached with it. He'd already been saying goodbye at Kentucky apparently. And everyone just flipped their shit. Cause Mark Stoops was not good enough for A&M. Okay. Which is a bad opinion to be clear. Like that is a very, and I don't mean to sound like the way that this is going to sound, but that is maybe the most casual fall college football fan opinion you oh, can that's, have. That is that is that you got you that is you don't know ball. Like that's yeah. opinion of you don't know ball. That is oh, Kentucky's bad, so he must be bad. No. Kentucky is historically awful. They're just and, bad right now. Yeah, they are like mid now, and making Kentucky mid to good is really impressive actually especially for as long as kentucky has been mid to good mm-hmm. under mark stoops's watch i i feel like mark stoops is mike elko but with a longer track record yes yes the that- other thing though is that mike elko has ties to texas a&m and so he's going to go over better with the boosters so, so no does, i know so that's such mark a stoops. that's such a funny thing to like want in a coach be like oh he knows his way around campus like he he's not gonna get lost going to make copies <laughs> i mean he's already i Michael's already there singing the songs and there was pictures of him dancing with everyone and yeehaw and- look and then everybody makes fun of the swaying thing i'm like just let it let him everyone has their own that's, weird that's, shit y'all that's, that's part of the fun yes. that's part of fun and um and um has their traditions and their their you know, idiosyncrasies. They have all that stuff. That's what the, that is not, that is a feature, not a bug. Yes. And it may look weird to you on the outside, but that is A&M and that's what they like. And we had, we had a man in it. a man or a woman in a duck costume being lowered into a stadium. Yes. That's just as weird. Y'all. Yes, it's all weird it and beautiful. Enjoy yes, the great. miasma of bizarreness. Yes. I would like to take a moment to put the serious hat on briefly, if I may. Go for it. Do it. Mississippi State, you don't have to do this. Yeah. You don't have to do this. You don't have to hire a guy who was involved with all the stuff at Baylor when oh, uh, Art Riles was there. Wait, you don't it gets have worse. To, you don't have to hire a guy who actively supported Art Riles. I understand that his wife is Art Riles' daughter, but like, my dude, you don't. And you don't have to hire a guy who's going to hire DJ Durkin as his defensive okay, coordinator. Go. You got that. that I was waiting you don't have to sure do any that. of these things. You can yeah. hire somebody who's probably going to flame out in the same way that this guy is going to in three or four years, who doesn't have all this nastiness attached to him. You don't have to do this. Auburn didn't have to do this. Nobody else has to do this. And it's just very clear that the priorities lie where the priorities lie. And as a fan and as a woman who is a fan, all of this is extremely upsetting and it would be cool if schools were better. Okay. That's all taking the serious hat off now. No, that's yes, ma'am. 
Okay. As you can tell, we have lots of games we want to talk about because we've got an hour on color, on other random shit. Welcome to almost the off season, people. Uh, I will do our plugs right now. It is time for our championship poll. Our poll is open till December third. Sunday, yeah. Which Sunday, is Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. So it's kind of like the Heisman ballot that we got it going on here. Because, <laughs> like, you know, it was open on Monday, but you could submit your ballot on Monday. Or do you want to wait till after Championship Sunday? You go right ahead. Brian Kelly was like, Heisman Brian voting. Kelly has just been like, submit ballot now. Hit, mm. hit submit vote, right now. If you, vote are early, vote voter, if you are a Heisman voter, you absolutely should wait until after Conference Championship weekend. I don't know. I, 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 I just, I feel like, I feel done. like my vote for Diego Pavia is not going to change. I, okay. No. But like justice for Kenny Pickett in the fake slide. Yeah. The whole rule because of him. Mm-hmm. What more oh, do you want? I would, right. I would, I mean, a Heisman would have been pretty cool. Yes. That was the, that was the championship game. That was mm-hmm. the slide. It was the slide. It was great. And everyone watched that and we all went at the same time. Oh, they're gonna have to change that rule. <laughs> like at the mm-hmm. same time, we all said that. Somebody's gonna get killed, but it's like, yeah, let's change it. It was, it was too cool. It, it, you know, it'll forever live in infamy. What's, it was so cool. What's the thing? Know? It would only work once. Mm-hmm. But it really did work. So yes, do the poll, fill it out. You get ten picks, and yep. when this is all over, what we'll do is we'll post the results, and then, like always, we do a fundraiser for a uh, food bank in whatever city the school is in or area whatever it is we've done this for nebraska we've done this for iowa and we'll do it for whoever wins this year i'm not going to put my thumb on the scale i've already voted i know what my vote is i I have i still have not voted i i'm I'm kind of i'm kind of waiting till after championships no i'm just just joking i i i I reserve the right to to create burner accounts and just vote however i want yeah so we we basically we do like the, the the food drive which is great uh and if you do uh, you know, vote. And then whenever you do the donations for the food drive, uh, I have some special swag that is not on our store. And if you make a certain dollar donation, which I'll get to it, depending on who wins, because it's going to be themed based on whoever the, the champion is, uh, I will, um, you know, post that and send you some like exclusive swag yeah. uh, from us uh, just for your donation. So um, we appreciate that. As always, Subscribe to our Discord or Patreon uh, for $5 a month. You get access to our Discord and you also get access to our special podcast, Commission's Corner, amongst other things. We also yeah. have a beveling tutorial in there. Yeah, and you... uh, so if you want to learn how to bevel your own things, and I have an, someone asked me for another tutorial on how to do some basic stuff in R. So I am more than happy to post R tutorials in there too for you nerds. Yeah. Also, um, also uh, you could still uh, participate in the the weekly rankings if you're interested in the sickos. Uh, uh, college basketball side of things. Oh yes, so, uh, you're welcome to do that. And also, we will we will uh, like give watches, warnings, and advisories for the bowl games too. We also have our merch store, sickoscommittee.org. Check out our merch there. Shout yeah, out, we're but- gonna we're gonna I, I'm gonna have to get with you, Jordan, because I want some things for like stocking stuffers or like gag gifts, Got it. Uh, and some crazy designs for that. I, I want to throw that out there. We're gonna do another sale. Um, I'm gonna probably try to time it with like make it like arrive right before the, the Christmas holiday. So I will definitely try to time something like that. And uh, I, I made a sickos puzzle, which is it's a 500 piece puzzle, and it's just like. The like logo over like and over again, six, yeah. Yeah, 16 p- logos. It, yeah, it's the most sickos puzzle to complete, I think. 
Shout out to Message Board Geniuses Podcast. They've been having a great time this week because they've been trying to go through all the message board insanity. We have a YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. Just hit play on the podcast on there and walk away just so we get some watch hours because that'll help us monetize in the future. We are Check out our sub stack as well. We have our synopsis as well as going to have other things that I've already started brainstorming about that I want to write now that I have some time in the spring. And lastly, as always, our partnership with Homefield Apparel is one of our favorites. We have great soft collegiate apparel that's licensed for almost any school you can think of. But <laughs> so, like, I took them up on their offer, like the Black Friday thing, yeah. and used my coat. And and I bought my wife, like, uh, she's been looking at this two lane, like, ringer one with like yeah. the green and like it's greeny fishing. Mm-hmm. And she wanted one of the Angry Wave hats. Um, it just showed up like two days after uh, Tulane beat UTSA, so it kind of felt like a little bit of a <laughs> spice like, shipping. I like it. Like, like she was like, "Is this for me?" She's like, "Oh, she's all excited." And I was like, and then she remembered that Tulane beat UTSA. I was like, "Oh God, I'm in trouble." <laughs> but she loved it. It's great merchandise. So I'm, I'm still alive. As always, use offer code yes ha 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 yes. That's three ha's for fifteen percent off your first order, and. Even though we don't have our sicko shirt showdowns anymore, we're talking with Homefield right now to maybe get some things added for basketball season as well. Um, so we, keep we your eye on We may have another showdown uh, or two. Oh, for the bowls, yes. bowl matchups. Yep. So, so we'll we get that worked some, out for you guys because bowl bonanza. Y'all have liked that and been buying, and so we're happy to pull them together and give them to y'all. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. We got games. Only two nights of games this week. We got Friday and Saturday. First off, Friday. At 6 p.m. on CBS Sports Network, we have our Conference USA Championship game. We have New Mexico State at Liberty. I think I think we know where the art where the heart lies in this one. The heart wants what it wants, and it the wants heart this, wants to wobble. The heart wants to fucking wobble, Pit Girl. You're absolutely right. I want to see Poncho clad Jerry Kill with a cigar, talking about how he wants to wobble in his goddamn shoes. Yeah, this 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 game um, they played earlier this year, and it was kind of early in the season for both teams. And so New Mexico State hadn't been ramped up at that time, uh, and they were only like one and two uh, in the beginning of the year. Their only win was over an FCS team, and you know they turned the ball over three times. They they had uh, a shit game, so they scored seventeen points in the first half, and they didn't score anything in the second half. Liberty uh, was up twenty three. 17 uh at the time and i don't know maybe maybe they play better maybe they I don't think, i think this I is a different this is a different that was september 9th we are so far away from that this Might is a different well. new mexico state yes mm-hmm. but i mean like it's it's a different team so it's just like it's it's gonna be a tough game it's, whose it's side a- are you on here New Mexico State by a thousand. Just say it. Push it into the. Put it in the universe. Don't don't milly mouth this, man. I look. I'm not trying to jinx anything, man. Uh, you know what I'm hoping for. I know, right? I'm I'm very superstitious. I can't just go. You you know what I want. Like I I you know of course I want to see the school that I was lucky enough to visit in person. Uh, do well like the 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 first university to embrace the committee by actually following us uh you know i i really want to see them do well and i mean a 10 win season this is this is phenomenal they haven't had one of those since 1960 it's great i 
rooting for him. All the best. It's going to be tough. It, it's, it, it is what it is. It's a, it's a conference title game. It'd be phenomenal if <laughs> it's funny that either one of these teams just joined the conference and they're both in the title game. Uh, but yeah, it, it'd be great. It, it, it would be a, a huge hallmark for that, that, that school. And you know, again, emotional connections with them. So shout out to, to Joe and, and, you know, everybody that we got to hang out with the first time there. So I wishing you all the best. Next game on that evening at the same time, unfortunately, on ABC proper, it is the Pac-12 title game, Oregon versus Washington. We get an hour of gap. There's an hour gap. There's there's an hour gap between the start of one and the start of the other. Yes. But And there'll be a lot more commercials on the other one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, this is this is a perfect duo box, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, just that I feel like I mean, right now this is their ranked what four and five, I think. I haven't looked at the list rankings, but they're very high. This is like yes. a top five Pac-12 showdown. Two great quarterbacks. This is like, this is not our wheelhouse, guys. I have nothing to be except like this should be a great game. Mm-hmm. That's all the like. Yeah, those are real human this, emotions I have for this. Part it, one was a banger. Part yeah. two is going to be banger. There's nothing sickos about it. Yeah. No. Watch the game. Yep. No, for for sure. I I will be rushing home from the NCAA volleyball tournament to get this game on. Let's go. And ahead. you know I. I did not watch the first the first time these teams played because I was at a pit game and I'm and you know Oregon they they weren't able to pull out the win so I'm going to make sure I watch this time and and hopefully those ducks can get it done. Is this this is in Vegas, correct? It's in Vegas. It's in the big Roomba. Okay, it's the big Roomba. Yeah. I guess that's better than having it in not exactly San Francisco. <laughs> Yes. Oh, way better. Way, than, way better. Way better than Levi's Slippery Field Stadium. Yes. It's it's still funny to me though that this game is played on a Friday night, right? Like I think this is a five o'clock local start. Yeah, it is. Five uh, o'clock on Friday yeah. local start. Vegas, which is, Vegas is specific, so yeah. Okay. I guess I guess if you already have to travel for the championship game, then you know, starting it earlier in the day on Friday isn't too much of a hassle, no. right? If you've already had to presumably take off all of that whole day to tra- travel in. But like, I don't know. I just remember like when I went to the ACC championship game, it was, you know, I left on Saturday morning and, you know, spent the whole day driving down, saw the game, drove back the next day. So I only had to stay one night in the hotel and like, man, I don't know. Five o'clock on a Friday just feels a little bit unfriendly to the fans out there who are just tremendous fans. Yeah. I mean, it's it's because they want people to watch it on TV, which is annoying because it as a a college football person, conference championship weekend always feels weird because there's no nightcap like it's it's done at 11. Um, It is. It is. it It is a weird vibe. Uh, tickets to this one still rather reasonable tickets as low as $45, which if I were in Vegas, I'd be like slamming down cash to do this. Yeah. But, but how many ducks and or Huskies fans are in Vegas? But I would also be willing to, I mean, it's Vegas, so I can get a cheap hotel room at any time. Flights to Vegas. Currently Googling flights to Vegas. <laughs> and, uh, be careful. Also, I'm going to start, I'm going to see what I can do before Friday. Holy crap. Round trips from Baltimore starting at one hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah, like oh, it's this not is in January. Oh no, not January. I I'm just seeing round trips from like Seattle to Vegas for like hundred and thirty bucks. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, Southwest flights to Vegas cost absolutely nothing. Hold up. Now, now, okay. It's the time of the podcast where we Google airline flights. That's Google flights. Google committee Googles things. Is it Portland where they fly out of? They're not flying out of Eugene, right? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Oh, they could. Eugene has an airport and oh. they have some flights. The one thing, guys, I remember when I drove through Lubbock, it, it was like Lubbock International, a regional airport, and it was like right next to the, the camp. So I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I, and then I was like, yeah, I'm in the middle of nowhere. We need an airport out here. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, although the, the th- thing is, though, that like Eugene has has an airport, they have some flights, but like a lot of Oregon fans aren't actually in Eugene. Like it, it's a sizable city, but it's not that big. So, yeah, Portland would probably make more sense I see like 150 and then if it's a title game and you you essentially you kind of think there is a playoff berth on the line here the winner of this one you think um, yeah no i mean, I mean I, it, I think it'd be worth a trip yeah. the committee has basically said that yes that's gonna be that, that is no I, I don't trust anything they say until i see the rankings okay i don't i don't trust them anyways watch this game It'll be- i yeah I, I i'm just i just want to make a plea to everyone right now like don't worry about the committee right now. Don't worry oh, about the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Don't don't do that to yourself because you know at the end of the day they're going to do what they're going to do and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, but if we look back at what they've done and we have you know almost a decade of evidence and history now, like they've never done anything crazy. Like for all of the times we hear like oh they're going to try to get this team in for ratings, like they've never done that. So I would not worry about it at all. On Saturday, we have our big lineup of games. The first two at the same time are in at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Oklahoma State at versus Texas, not at versus Texas. And then this is in the, Jerry World, right? Yes, it is. And then okay. at the same time, one of the games that we're excited for yeah. is at Ford Field. Yeah. Miami of Ohio at Toledo. We're going to have two people there. This is yes, we have people. That's we're going to have we, media we will at have, the game. We have media credentials for this, and we were approved in like less than five minutes. This um, is like yeah. So Toledo, this Miami, Ohio us. have played earlier this year. Yep, Toledo won that matchup. Close. It was, a, but it was a very, very close matchup. This is, in all likelihood, this is going to be a great game because did, did Toledo, Toledo Mi- win that in a shit game. Uh, I don't remember that. I think they did. Hold on. Oh, no. I full screen my web browser. How do I? Oh, God. Escape? They did. Oh, they okay. did. Okay. Toledo won it via shit variety. Perfect. They scored 21 in the first half, up 21-3. Miami, Ohio made it 21-17, but just could not get over the hump. So this this one to me is like 11 o'clock. Should be a very tight game the whole way. Toledo, Toledo is, I mean, like they've really come along this year. They've They've been good. But like they have looked good this year in almost every game. So is Miami, Ohio. I'm really excited for this. Plus, Miami, Ohio has our favorite punter, Alec Bevelheimer. The Bevelheimer. And then they also got a kicker up for the Lou Grosso Award, uh, who who is perfect on the year. Only had one extra point blocked, but has made 23 for 23 field goals. That's really uh, impressive. Yeah, and up for the uh, finalist for the Lou Grosso Award. Oh yeah, and then I mean Toledo's got uh, Finn, the quarterback. Yeah, exciting. Um, they're good. Toledo is just straight. They're a great, great team, and, and Miami, Ohio, great team also. Uh, if, they, if, if you listen to us, we don't need to sell you on this game. You know no, our love for these two this guys. Is, this is this is 
this is we we love some action here. This is our alley here, and and again, it's going to be one game at the same time. You know, just pop them on the the dueling boxes here, the, uh, and then and then just enjoy them both. Really, the early afternoon slot is the crowded one because yeah. we have we have three games kicking off within an hour of each other. Uh, the two p.m. game. I'm on east. This is no. This is central. Two p.m. Two p.m. Central in Vegas is Boise State and UNLV. UNLV uh, gets to host this thing, so it's the second game at Allegiant Stadium in the weekend. That's weird. So they're gonna have to. Are, are we gonna get one of those montages where they change their turf? Ooh, Ooh. yeah. I, I assume the Raiders are at home on Sunday because that would just be really weird. If they let me see, big Heinz Field energy. If they honestly, are. honestly, they could be because then that would be one of the reasons why the Pac-12 uh, plays on Friday. Uh, it night. is their bye week. It's their bye week. Oh, they got a bye week. Oh, okay. Thank goodness. Mm. So uh, this is one where Boise State feels like they're on the upswing and UNLV has looked shakier as like the last week or two. So I'm, I still think that UNLV has the juice here, but Boise State winning the conference and firing their coach in the same year does have a beautiful poetry to poetry to it. It, it, it does. It, it really does. Boise's favored. Uh, this is really close to a coin flip analytic wise. Um, UNLV has... No, no, they just had a loss to San Jose State, uh, but they then they won they won three after that. Their loss to Fresno State really probably put them here. And then the Boise Computers, which I mean, San Jose State just beat UNLV, uh, and the Computers had like I think like a spot difference between San Jose State and Boise. Yep. Which was, I mean, I feel bad for the Spartans, um, but. Man, uh, UNLV, great kicker also. Another one up for the <laughs> Luke Rosa Award on this one. Uh, only missed two field goals all year. Has, has 50 for 50 on extra points. Uh, has made 23 field goals, missed two on the year. Uh, and then Boise is just, they've got their hair on fire. They're just, I, I'm sure Boise is going to be super up for this, this game. This is the second year in a row Boise has, again, like Boise has looked like shit. They have something happen. Yeah. And then the back half of the season is just like fire. Yeah. I, it, like they, they got rid of the coordinator last year. They went nuts. It made the Mountain West title game. They lost it, unfortunately. Uh, they got rid of their head coach this year, and they've made the Mountain West title game. What happens this year? We don't know, but we're going to watch. This one, that game is on like Big Boy Fox, which is fascinating. Yeah. Uh, on ABC at, the, at 3 o'clock is going to be I think my most, the game I'm looking forward to the most that day on Saturday, it is SMU at Tulane. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, that's, this is, I mean, now some good American stuff. I, I said this points. I hope you like points. Right. Well, SMU's problem here is that they lost Preston Stone. He's out for sure. So they're going to be on the backup, but that doesn't stop SMU's offense. Now, these are two teams that, yes, can score a lot. Tulane's defense is significantly better than SMU's at stopping the ball. And so Tulane has the advantage theoretically, but like this is, I mean, talk about a uniform matchup too. Can I just mention that these are both my favorite, like some of my favorite looking uniforms and just everything about this, the vibes that I like for college football. And it's at a camp, it's at a campus stadium. I love Yulman stadium. It's a great place. Like this is just exactly what I want. So I'm excited for this game. I think that the college football hipsters are very excited for this game. 
Yeah, this is your your <laughs> hipster hipster choice, here. right? Because Alabama Georgia is on at the same time, and I have yeah. nothing to say except that's that's a that's on. That's a game. Someone's. Someone's I don't have to gonna tell win you. that. I don't it's... have to tell you on this. Yeah, that exists now. I think what sucks is that at the same time is also App State Troy, <laughs> which, and that's what's on ESPN proper. Yeah, like that is also a tale of two seasons, right? Troy has done the slow roll thing where it takes like four pools to get the engine started. But once it goes, the Troy lawnmower just eats everything in its path. And then you have App State who looked bad for a while. It looked like they were going to come in towards the bottom of the Sun Belt and then rally off some big wins to get back to where to the championship game. This is... Classic Sunbelt East versus Sunbelt West. And also at the same time, I for, I forgot, forgot about this one. It's the SWAC title game too. Yeah. On ESPN two, it's Prairie View A&M in Florida, in Florida A&M. Prairie, we'll do a story about this y'all. I promise. But I, I gotta, I gotta dig for this. I really Prairie View A&M had the worst decade of college football in history. They lost something like eight years worth of games in a row because of mismanagement at the university, because of lots of things. We'll do do this story proper. Yeah. I really want to dig and and do like a podcast series on it. Yes. Um, And I, I need to get some history on it. This is our serial. Seriously. I I want to go through it because there is (laughs) like Prairie View, like, man, there, there's like corruption. There's money laundering. There's, I mean, oh, it's buck fucking wild. It is nuts, and I, I really want to go through it uh, to to do it justice. I mean, my my friend Andrew is a, a Prairie View alum, uh, and uh, really probably not too much in the football program side of things. But uh, yeah, really, I want to I want to dig and I want to get with Blue to see if we can dig uh, about it because it seems like a lot of it has been. It's in that weird internet period where the internet had just started. Yeah um like to go mainstream in like the early 90s and stuff and so all that archive stuff is like lost because mm-hmm. it's not been digitized yet i guess yeah because you know you get you get the stuff well, from like the, the 60s and 70s but then, the, then in this you little and, weird time, you and i may need to send some emails and drive down to prairie view and go to the library ourselves and pull i mean we if we got to do it we got to do it i i have the we have like the newspaper access thing that i can yep. start pulling some things to it but it, it's gonna be a fun off-season project i'm gonna dive into it and i'm wondering if somebody wrote a book about it so i may search there too but let's talk about this year's prairie view a&m because oh, yeah. this team ended up going six and five mm-hmm. that this side of the swack i won't lie yeah. guys not not the dominant side of the swack okay like it is the big 10 west of the swack yeah uh, it is the not weaker really, side but... it, i mean ish yes yeah. i they these two teams have already played before mm-hmm. and florida a&m won that game 45 to 7 Florida yeah. A&M is very good. They're a they lot are. of fun to watch. And once again, talking about uniforms, some of my mm. favorite uniforms of all time. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the orange, bronze, and green, such a sharp look. And also, as always, an absolutely banger band competition as well. I'm not going to mention what the band's names are because I always fuck this up and I'm going to get yelled at if I do. Hold up. No, I'm going to look it up and I'll just hope I get it right. The Florida A&M band is the 
is the Marching 100. Yeah. And the Prairie View a and Band is the Marching Storm. Yes, there we go. So this is in Tallahassee, um, which I really love when, when I've, I've visited Tallahassee a couple of times. If you look at the city, it's just basically, here's Florida State University across the street. Here's Florida A&M. Essentially, it's right right next to you. It's like like LSU and Southern. They're pretty close, too. Uh, Yeah, but I'm talking about this is like Mm -hmm. they're neighbors. (laughs) Like (laughs) right across the street, essentially. So those are are five games within an hour of each other. Guys, if I'm really honest, leave Alabama, Georgia to other people. Like put that like like the, if, the, <laughs> the timeline is going to tell us what's going on in that game. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's yes. the thing, right? Is that I like for me, I can read the timeline and I know it's going to happen in Alabama and Georgia. Yep. But I'll put App State and Troy. This is also a potentially spicy take, but I think there is. A, I have not watched any Georgia football this season to speak of. I think there's a decent chance that Alabama, Georgia ends up not being interesting. Yeah. Not, not weird, not in a fun way. It's, it's, it's a little bit of functional, good football, but I also don't watch the NFL. So, mm. well, yeah. I mean, the NFL has not been that great lately, <laughs> so we yeah. maybe need to watch the NFL. Yeah. Hey, hey, Bears fans. Sorry about your existence. Hey, if you like yeah. Iowa, I have a nice Steelers to offer you. Although Kenny threw for like 300 yards last Sunday. Yeah, because so. Matt Canada went away. I mean, I'm I'm kind of hoping that I have to pay attention to Alabama, Georgia, because like if if I am really invested in that game, that means that Oregon won the night before. So oh, um, yeah. then I'm suddenly like, oh, I got to watch this. Oh, no. So uh, and, and that that goes for all of the power conference conference championships and then for dinner you get florida state and louisville and iowa and michigan be careful about duo boxing these because you may get whiplash that's a lot that's a lot on tv at once y'all i can't i don't know i think i may just watch iowa michigan you're not gonna watch i mean i are are we saying are we saying that florida state louisville is gonna be Really high scoring? No. I, I literally have no idea because I don't know what Florida State is going to look like against Louisville without their quarterback. I think they'll score more than Iowa Michigan will. Yes. I mean, that's. Do not- we know what the over under for Iowa Michigan is? I think it was like 30 something. Yeah. Okay. With Michigan, that makes sense. Um, But the spread and, like, is. The spread's like 22. Yeah. They, there's. Yeah. They're <laughs> assuming that Michigan's going to score like two thirds of those. Okay. Goals. Hold on. Michigan is favored. This is ESPN right now. I don't know who does this line. Oh, it's ESPN bet because I have a new thing. But yes, the over under is 35 and a half and Michigan is favored by 23 and a half. So you do the math on that. Yeah, I think that's too many points. 30 to three. Yeah. 30 to seven is over. 31, three is under. 21, three is under. No, I I look, look, Kirk Ferentz, like he had a quote and I'm trying to see if I can find it, but he says like, Hey, you know, he wants to make this weird. It, I, I mean, if we win this one, it, it may make uh, things kind of weird for everything. And that'd be kind of funny. And I was like, I don't like Kirk, if you are listening to this podcast, which I believe you do now at this point, because I mean, if, if you mention us in a, a press conference again, 
Um, you know, not again, but I mean, if you ever mention us, you know, we are the committee national champions. I feel like, you know, me getting that notepad, you know, I don't you, know if that's you just thought was that you thought was going to be a fucking like horse head or something. I was scared. I was like, oh God. And then I was like, you know, cause I joined like the football writers association of America. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've, I, they were the first uh, team to send like swag to all the writers. And which is very nice. I was, I was nice. Uh, so I was like, wow, this is, this is fantastic. Um, so yeah, uh, I really, I don't, I don't know. The, the funny thing to me here is Harbaugh was just suspended for three games, right? Oh, he's back. I didn't, I didn't and he's, consider that. And he's back. I didn't even consider that. And he's back. And now he's back and he has to play Iowa. Harback. Harback. So, yes. My baseline for this game is that the only team that is even somewhere near Michigan's level that Iowa has played this season is Penn State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nothing. Penn State beat Iowa 31 yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yes. But it was an ugly, rainy, happy valley. And this but, is going to be in a dome. Iowa also had a quarterback at that point. This Iowa's also with- hits the under. Just want to point out that thirty-one nothing would still hit the under. It would. Uh, did you see what the Iowa bowl projection that is the most common is right now? No, Ole Miss it's Iowa. I- Ole Miss Iowa at the Citrus Bowl. Oh god! Lane Kiffin <laughs> snapping clipboards over his knee because his like high flying offense gets caught in the fucking quicksand of Iowa, and Kirk Ferentz just smiling across there. I throw oh. your headset, Lane. Oh, no, he's going to destroy so much shit. Essentially, what happened in the Egg Bowl will happen again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, Kirk Ferentz on an ATV. <laughs> it's about adversity. <laughs> do they have to do the bowl game without Brian, or is he fired effective after the bowl game? Do I don't we know. know? Well, no, he's, he's – bowl game, it, it, he's done. He he, he's staying with them through the bowl game. Okay, he gets okay. to stay through the bowl game. He gets to watch the swag and everything. Okay, good. Sorry. Let's put Brian Ferentz on the ATV. Yeah, That's why hey. I asked. That's right. This so, is a life lesson. So he can the, ATV off into the sunset. After that's right. In, in Orlando, ATVing on all the toll roads around there. So on top of this, we got to layer on the FCS playoffs. Because that's playoffs. also. Yeah. So we got Play, playoffs. playoffs. What are those? Playoffs. So we in the early slot, we got Richmond at Albany, which is a CAA matchup. Is it a rematch? Uh, I think so. Let's see how Let's that one went the first round. Um, you Albany if, if I came ta- out of nowhere this year. This is this is great. If I type in Albany Richmond, the first thing it does is give me like directions. The second thing is the football game. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Google. You know, you know what I want, Google. That's right. You know what I want. Um, uh, I don't... no, they didn't play. Okay, they didn't play. So this is a didn't play. So this is this a is fresh a... matchup. It's a conference game that they haven't played. I love, I love the names of these quarterbacks. All right, go for it. All right, the Richmond quarterback uh, name is is Kyle Wickersham. Ooh, Wickersham. All right, okay, love that one. The name of the Albany quarterback, Reese Poffenbarger. So we have Wickersham and, and Poffenbarger. Poffenbarger. Um, what a what a name matchup! This sounds like an ambulance chasing law firm. 
I was going to say Wiffersham and Parfenbarger sounds like a hipster farm to table restaurant Mm. that makes you drink out of like jam jars. Mason jars? Yeah. You drink out of mason jars. It just ends up on r slash we want plates all the time. Uh huh. Yeah. They they bring you you food out in like a log. Here's a shingle. Mm hmm. It's a farm to table restaurant. Yeah. It's it's here's, Wickersham and Poffenbarger. Here's here's bone marrow like on a on a traffic cone. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> then uh, uh same time is Youngstown State at Villanova. Another Ooh. CAA team, but Youngstown State is a part of the Missouri Valley Football Conference. That's right. Our b- beloved Penguins who took out the Dukes last week. Sorry, Dukes fans who listen. Dukes. And Villanova, who has been uh, again part of that like traffic jam at the top of the CAA. So they they got. I think Villanova got the automatic berth in the CAA. Yeah. I believe, and they were the eighth seed here. Um, they they were and, definitely a lower seed than the teams that did not. So get Albany the automatic got the berth. fifth seed, right? But they 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 tied for the CAA, but Nova got the automatic berth. Um, so did, did you see that it came down to point differential in the CAA? Yes, the CAA was a mess. It's, it's, it was uh, great because they only allow 21 points per game of point differential. Like, so their rule is point differential matters, but you can't pour it on. Like pour it on. That's right. So only 21 points per game can matter towards point differential, which, okay, sure. <laughs> such, such a mess. Uh, it's funny if everybody tied. Northeastern gentlemen, you know, oh, yes, only 21 points. Otherwise, it would be garish. This this is going to be a fun one here. I, I think this is going to be a really, 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 really good one here because this is uh, Nova will be home uh, in Villanova Stadium. Uh, Youngstown State, uh, fresh off of a, a, a drubbing of Duquesne, forty to seven. Uh, Youngstown State has beat a good amount of teams or come close, uh, and and really, they were the only team that played Ohio State close. Of all the weird ass statements to say, like yes, Penn you're State, right. Like Penn State, uh, Michigan beat them, and then like nobody really got closer to to them except maybe Maryland a little bit in Wisconsin. But they they played them, uh, and Ryan Day was complaining that about the clock rules. So uh, the Penguins, they're feisty. They they have not. Uh, they lost to like Northern Iowa, to South Dakota. To, they beat the Salukis. They beat uh, the, they, they they felt like sort of in the top. Top middle of the very yeah. strong Missouri Valley. I feel like both of these teams are going to be kind of evenly matched, and this should be a fun one. Uh, by the way, Kyle Wickersham's from Metairie. Metairie, Louisiana. Yeah, he went to he went to Archbishop Rummel. Oh, rival school. Boo. There you go. <laughs> at, at noon. By the way, these are all on ESPN Plus. Uh, UT Chattanooga. They like to be called Ooh. Chattanooga now. And Furman, the true FU. Uh, like right. as FU much all the time. As much as FCS has sort of become this very northeastern slash mountain west slash west coast thing, this is still yeah. like a this is like a Southern Classic game. These two teams, oh, yeah. uh, I'm this one like it's at Furman. Both these teams had decent years coming into this. I don't know. This is just like a this is like a good like noon game that I'm just happy to have on. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm curious to see what Furman does because they had a bye week after they had that embarrassing loss to Wofford. Oh, I'd forgotten they didn't have to play no. last week. So they got to course they had a, correct. They had a okay. bye. So they, they got a seven seed instead of a two seed. They got a bye after losing to Wofford. Lost um, the fucking Wofford does, does that wake up the Paladins? I think so. 
and then they take care of business against Chattanooga. I don't know. We'll and then see. and then after that, guys, it's just banger. I mean, they're all bangers, but like banger, oh, banger, banger. Sa- Sacramento State at South Dakota State at 1 p.m. Great. No. 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 Sacramento again. State at South Dakota. That's gonna right. Fuck this up plenty. Like, they're at the Yotes. Yeah. Going to be a great game. This is the classic uh, Big Sky Missouri Valley Conference. Like, what more do you want? And then this, this, this feels like the the like big sky versus Missouri Valley football conference to me feels like big 10 sec. Yes. Mm. FBS level. Yep. It feels like that. Uh, and the, the big sky is trying to break through to break the Missouri Valley football conference, like stranglehold on the, the title title basically for like the past. Decade I think we, plus. James, James Madison snuck in there and Sam Houston snuck in there. Uh, but but basically the Missouri Valley Conference has won almost every single title thanks to North Dakota State and and South Dakota State last year. So this should be a good measuring stick because Sac State, I mean they beat Stanford, they they snuck in, uh, they beat North Dakota last week. Now they go to South Dakota. This is gonna be fun. This is uh, and this and this one is outdoors. No, no in, South indoors, has a indoors. That's right. I think South this Dakota- is. State's the only one that doesn't have a job. That's right. Who has the it, it, is the the Dakota Dome is North Dakota, I think, right? I believe so. Okay, uh, South Dakota. Maybe this one. I don't know my, my I don't know my domes well enough, which is surprising because I should know that. Uh, I do want to so say it is the Dakota Dome. Okay, I had it right. All right, uh, perfect. Uh, I do want to say, hey Mercer, I'm glad you won your first playoff game. We're real proud of y'all. Uh, they're going to go to South Dakota State this week. Sorry. Uh, you want to see do, a body? Let me let me let me let me say it one more time. Have Mercer. Yeah. Oh, this is uh, the. Have you guys seen the South Dakota State mascot? It's Jackrabbit. Okay, yes. but, have, but have you seen the costume mascot? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he looks. He's got the backward hat, like he's like super hip and cool. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, this this is just the last thing you're gonna see before things <laughs> go badly, Mercer. Is just is just that dude right there. He's coming what's, for you. What's the name? Oh, I don't know. Uh, mascot. Like I Jack like how something? he has. He's a rabbit, right? And so he should canonically have very large, like thumpy feet, and he's just wearing sneakers. Uh, he <laughs> just is, like normal person size sneakers. Uh, he is Jack the Jackrabbit. Jack the Jackrabbit. It makes that's, sense. That's you can do better than that. Jack the Jack. Okay. Anyways. Also going on, the, welcome Mercer. The game that uh, the game that's probably the biggest in terms of names is North Dakota State at Montana State. Again, Missouri Valley Conference versus Big Sky. These are this is North Dakota State who has been faltering a bit this year, but has turned the gotten better as they've gotten gone forward. And Montana State who lost for all of the wild and was a big deal, but now are coming back. This this to me is like the biggest. Like this, it's appropriate that this is on at the same time, almost as Alabama, Georgia, because this is pretty damn close for FCS. And I'm very excited about this one. Uh, Pig Girl, you said that we don't get much after dark action, but we do have two late night games. We have an interest to. We have an 8 p.m. Central game. Delaware at Montana. Mm. The Blue Hens oh. go to Missoula. How uh, fun is that, Delaware? No, this is what I, this is when I love, like when you get the weird like uh, second round quarterfinal matchups, you get the weird like matchups where you have like the East coast team that is t- uh, stuck traveling to like Montana. 
Uh, outside? Weather. In this weather? Oh, oh, guys, we got? 25, 25 with snow showers. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. That is on the quad box for sure. Snow showers. We do love okay. a snowball. Um, but it it's is no currently game. 25 degrees here. So not it's that cur- much cooler. It's currently 15 in Missoula. Yeah. And then the true nightcap for the night, it's the Kibbe Dome after dark. The Salukis are going all the way to Moscow. Mm. And they kick off at 9 Central, which should put it past midnight. So if you need to stay up watching something, this is your choice. Sorry. If if Florida State and Louisville and Iowa and Michigan end up being a complete duds, this will happen about two hours in. You'll know by then. You'll, you'll got, I mean, you'll have... Uh, Delaware, Montana, uh, likely snow game. Uh, and you'll have Southern Illinois and Idaho uh, to, to keep you warm for some football, which is, man, Kibby Dome after dark. I'm I'm thrilled for it's, that. That's, that it's, that's, a, it's a lot of fun. Oh, man. We the also, Salukis and Vandals. Woo. We also have the Ooh, D2 buddy. quarterfinals during the day. Yeah. And then the D3 quarterfinals during the day as well. Lots you got of any fun to stuff in D2? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Slippery Rock and Cutstown. That's a big Ooh. local rivalry. So that should be Ooh. a very good one. Yeah. Did I say it right? I, I give it another Cut, try. Cutstown? Cutstown. Cutstown? Cutstown. Cutstown. Also, Slippery Rock and Cutstown really aren't that close to each other. If they're both in Pennsylvania. Okay. You <laughs> saw how far I have to drive home? Yeah, that's fair. It's in the same goddamn state. So, yes, they're close together. <laughs> they are both part of the Pashi, so I will give you that. I'm I'm curious to see Harding and Grand Valley State. Uh Harding's undefeated. Uh Grand Valley State. Uh one loss on the year. Uh really, really, really curious on that one. And then can the Colorado School of Mines uh continue their dominance over Central Washington? I, I have I have a feeling that they will take out Central Washington. I wonder if it'll be snowy there too. Check the playout. Check the uh could be. I'm now looking at the D3. Yeah, let's see what D3 looks like real fast for our D3 heads. So you got Wisconsin Whitewater in Wartburg. Then you have the Randolph Macon versus John Hopkins, two teams undefeated. You have the Cinderella story of Alma, 12 and 0, taking out Mountain Union to face Cortland. Another who's 11 and 1. That's crazy. And then you have. Uh, I don't even know. I'm trying to look at this team's name. Sound, it, sound, sound it out. No, it says N Central. I'm like, uh, oh no, it's North Central. North Central. Okay, and then Wisconsin Lacrosse. Then we also got Wisconsin Whitewater, and and I already said Wartburg. But yes, uh, North um, North Central won the title last year. Look, I'm looking at all the records of these teams. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nobody worse than eleven and one here. It's That's eleven and one versus twelve and zero. Twelve and zero versus twelve and zero. Twelve and zero versus eleven and one. Eleven and one versus twelve and zero. The the Yikes. unfairness of the lack of the unfairness of the lack of uh, at large spots spot. in the D three yeah. playoffs it really only hit my radar this year. But apparently they've been screaming about it for a long time, and this is why there's so many D three conferences that sponsor football, and so it's basically all the conference champions. And I think we said three or four at large. So, and usually one of them is one of the Wisconsin schools. Oh, so, I can't wait for this to, this problem to come to FBS. Oh yeah. This is what we want, right? 
No, that's why that's why we're not going to guarantee conferences spots. We're just going to we're going to do it by vibes. And if four SCT teams get in, who cares? It's just five vibes based rankings. Okay, folks, we're a little we're early, but I don't know if I have much else to say about things. I know it, it feels weird. Anything else? I mean, we don't have that many games left, really. Anything else? So it's... I mean, we don't have bowls to talk about yet. Nothing. We talked yet. about coaches. We talked about. We talked about. Bobby Petrino. We talked about Delaware. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Delaware. We cover. We covered. We we covered we, the important we went, things. We went the most in depth on ULM of like anybody that will ever uh, in, in college football media. Exactly. I, uh, I think that's it, y'all. Yeah, uh, I mean, really, this is kind of the. I mean, the account's going to still have fun. Uh, it, it's not going to be. Look, I I'm tired, man. This season has been rough. <laughs> like for real, like the regular season, keeping up with with so many games going on at one time. I, I feel like we've reached kind of like the vacation mode. And two and two um, ch- and two children, mind you, two children this time. You, yeah, you added, you added, you added, added Zoom coverage. Added, That's the problem. Added, added somebody in the off season, uh, which. <laughs> I, I got someone in the transfer portal. I got I grab somebody out of the transfer portal. So this season was a little bit rougher uh, for me personally. I'm going to call that area on a woman the transfer portal from now on. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the the wife portal, right? Wasn't that Sam Pittman said that, that like said, last you know, year? The wife portal. That's why I went to get in the wife portal to get Bobby Petrino. <laughs> if you find Bobby Petrino in your wife portal, then things oh. have gone very wrong. Mm-mm. Yep. Nope. Hey, hey, how you doing? I wonder if Bobby Petrino is doing the quantum leap thing where he has to like retrace all of his former jobs. Like next, he's gonna go back to Louisville and then back to the Falcons. Back to the Falcons, baby. <laughs> Just come on, man. I look. I know you wanted to talk about it earlier. Like you mentioned something about like Petrino and like shame of not having shame. Oh, I, 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 how awkward would that be? If I had fucked up as badly as he did in Arkansas, I could not go back to the state. Like I would, I would drive around the state lines because I would feel so much latent shame about that. I have, I have avoided full cities that I have like vague shame attached to. There are restaurants I don't go to because I had an awkward interaction one time. I, I, <laughs> I traffic in shame a lot. For non-Catholic, I hold a lot of shame internally, okay? you got a lot of Catholic guilt for I have, non-Catholic. I have a lot of it. And so I would just never apply for that job. I would just assume that I would never put my name in again because I would never want to go back to that, to be reminded of like the most shameful day of my life. <laughs> That's no, how like my that, brain works. Like that little moment when you're about to sleep and you, you remember, hey, you remember that time that you said this one weird, awkward thing? Aww. And then now you can't sleep and you're like, oh, God, what did I and do? And Bobby that? Petrino gets to sleep but well Petrino, and soundly. Sleeping well, soundly. Hey, I, I mean, we, hey. we, don't, we don't know that for sure. <laughs> I, I what about Bobby come. Petrino makes you think he's self-aware? I don't think he's self-aware. I just think he might not sleep that good. Mm. Well, he's 62. He has to get up to peep every so often, but that's about Mel- it. Melatonin. I don't know, yeah. but you know, it helps, but <laughs> no, it's just look like I hadn't, I hadn't been back to like Monroe and like tw- almost 20 years or whatever. 
and it's just like I, I don't know like going back to that city would be crazy to the, just show campus or whatever like nothing like bad happened there but it's like i hadn't been back in so long and hadn't really stayed in touch with anybody there it's just like i just show up it'd be weird and so like like it's it's like a decade since this occurred over a decade mm-hmm. and he's he's back and it's just it's a weird psychological thing that i don't i don't know i mean you're a football coach you're just like whatever we just had an interception we got the ball back let's go uh, just like just you, ha- you have memory. you have to have goldfish brain to do football you have to I, have I, like I really a memory do, of a quarterback i yeah i really do think you got to do have goldfish brain to do this properly because if if you hold on to things very long but that's that's fine like i'm not meant to do this very clearly i i i feel shame i have memory and i get that that's that's not useful in certain situations i get that uh the other thing i do want to the other weird thing i wanted to pull up was that uh do you know what the harlan hill trophy is guys uh it's, yeah the D2 or D3 Heisman, right? I saw D2 this on Heisman. Twitter. D2 yeah, Heisman, you, you yes. Posted it, yes. And because the Harlan Hill Trophy is done by the GAC Conference, which is the Great American Conference, I think, uh, what they do is they announce the finalists and announce it on 103.7 Little Rock, which is a country music station in Central Arkansas. That's the place to get these finalists. So if you're looking for that announcement, that's where it is. That's the only place it exists. Uh, there's been a lot of complaints this year because D2, the D2 playoffs are now like behind a play, a paywall, which hmm. really sucks. And the viewership is way down as opposed to last year when they were on like ESPN plus and things like that. And a lot of D2 programs are very angry about this because their players are not getting the the, the looks i mean say like i will say that i watch less caa football because i don't want to fuck with flow sports so i yeah. just watch less caa football even though i would love to watch those teams mm-hmm. i'm just not going to fuck with flow sports and it's the same thing here like i'm not going to add something else to this and so there have been a lot of complaints that ncaa has been fucking over d2 football and viewership and just audience exposure and people were saying that this was part of the same thing but no this is just because of weird contractual obligations yeah, it is kind of weird, though, because I do and some of this might be a function of the fact that I live in Pennsylvania, right? But I do feel like it's very like D1. D1 is obviously like big, huge thing, right? Course, yes. But then it's like D1 and D3 and like D2 is like the Oreo filling in a standard Oreo where it's just it's just very thin. And we don't which always is, Which is crazy because because D2 has, is such a huge history in Pennsylvania. Right. It's great yeah. team, but just persona non grata. Yeah weird okay folks i think we've complained about things enough and talked yeah. about weird things enough so totally. we will wrap it up here and we will talk to you guys after conference championship weekend 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 that's right sunday, everybody, sunday, sunday. everybody get ready get ready it's about adversity it's a life lesson